This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Joining us right now on the show is Brett Boone, host of the Brett Boone podcast, an Odyssey original featuring the most notable names in the MLB and all around sports every single week. Uh, Really enjoyed uh, Brett the last time we had him on. He's a three-time All-Star, four-time Gold Glove Award winner, two-time Silver Slugger Award, and the American League RBI leader in tw- in 2001. Brett joins us right now on the show. Uh, good evening, Brett. Thanks so much for making the time. How are you, sir? You, you got it, guys. I'm doing well. Doing well. Awesome. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. So, 11-0 and for the Texas Rangers in the postseason. Now, I, 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 t- I put on my pocket protector, Brett, and I crunched some numbers on this. They were 40-41 and on the road in the regular season. Um, and they played better opposition in the postseason than they did in the regular season. So a 49% win rate in the regular season. 11-0 and on the road in the postseason. The chances of doing that, okay, were 0.03%. So in other words, Brett, there was a 99.97% chance that Texas wouldn't do what they just did. How did they do it? How did they pull that off? It's unbelievable, and I watched this whole postseason, and it wasn't just Texas, those road warriors. You know, a lot of the teams, there was a lot of victories on the road. There's, you, you can sit here and, and parse it and break it down and say why, and, and I think at the end of the day, it's just baseball, and it's crazy. I've been on, you know, a, a lot of roller coasters, some good, some bad, and there's really, it, it points to nothing. Nothing makes any sense. Um you know, I, I, throughout this postseason, I threw my notes in the air more than I've ever done in my life. I couldn't figure <laughs> it out, you know, starting with the uh, the Philly series and, and the Diamondbacks, who had what an un- unbelievable run. And I hate to say at the end of all this, uh, because those Arizona Diamondbacks don't want to hear, oh, what a great job they did to get to the World Series and get your butt kicked. Sure. No, I've been there. I've done that. You don't want to hear that the day after the World Series, but. To be honest with 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 you and them, I think they did do a hell of a job. Nobody expected it. They won 84 games during the regular season. They were down and out as much as if you find me a, an analyst or, or a baseball man across this country that said after the first two games in Philadelphia, the Arizona Diamondbacks would would get to the World Series. I, I want to meet that man because because <laughs> I, I don't know who could have had that foresight. I thought it was great. I thought. Uh, this format, you know, there's there's always going to be critics out there. There's always going to be people saying, oh, we could do this better. We could do that better. 
from an entertainment standpoint and for, uh, I, I think, just growing the game and putting it in a positive light, I, I think it's as entertaining as it could be. Yeah, could there be some tweaks? Yeah, I don't know exactly what those are. But I think we got a great show. And in the end, this Texas Ranger team, as resilient as, as they could possibly be, uh, they managed to, to – them and Bruce Bochy managed to thread that needle for that bullpen – because going into that into the World Series, the one knock on that Rangers team was that bullpen. It wasn't uh, it, it wasn't an elite bullpen, top in the league. It was actually bottom of the league. Leclerc really came on, did a great job. Uh, Chapman, as usual, was very entertaining and on edge uh, you know edgier seat uh, with his with his appearances in the postseason. But at the end of the day, uh, that offense got hot at the right time, and and they're world champions. Quite a run. Uh, I, I think two, the two teams that were left standing at the end, I think they were a surprise to a lot of people, including myself. But uh, at the end of the day, Texas Rangers are world champs. I'm happy for Bruce Bochy. And, uh, you know, I'm glad. I, I'm going to take a break from baseball for a while and kind of <laughs> detox. <laughs> Odyssey MLB insider, three-time All-Star, Brett Boone, joining us here on CBS Sports Radio. Brett, that said, if we ran back this postseason – are you confident Texas wins it again? I got to be honest with you. It kind of feels Absolutely like not. put them in a blender and see what the blender spits out. That's 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 the format we have to me. I think I think you're right. Uh, absolutely not would I pick the Texas Rangers to do it again. I would still pick the Houston Astros in that in that head-to-head matchup. Wow. Um, I don't know. I mean, I look at this. You look at the Baltimore Orioles. They, they had a great year. I, I think this is a positive thing for the city of Baltimore because they've been in the cellar for so long. You've got this young crop of kids coming up, uh, you know, with Rushman and, and Gunner Henderson leading that crop of young players in Baltimore. I think they're going to be good for years to come. That's the positive. The Atlanta Braves, throughout the course of 162 games, they were the best team in baseball. They got eliminated right away. But the, the L.A. Dodgers quietly did it. The last six or seven years, they've won that division. They were ousted early. Tampa Bay won 99 games. Uh, Texas Rangers come down to the last game of the season. They lose to the Seattle Mariners, which makes them lose the division. So now they go from going home and sleeping in their own bed, getting a bye, to flying to Tampa Bay. They took care of business, and that's where it all started. Uh, as this Road Warrior team, they, they became the Texas Rangers started. I I, I don't know what to do with this. I mean, it's a completely different format than it was in my day or in previous years. Easiest time in the history of baseball to get to the postseason. There's 12 spots. There's 12 seats at the table now. Easier to get there, but once you get there, I think this postseason has proven there's so many line, or uh, landmines out there. It, it, throw it up in the air. Flip a coin. You never know what's going to happen. Now, is that good for the game? I don't know. From an entertainment value, yes. It keeps a lot of cities involved a lot longer in the process. In years past, uh, some teams at the All-Star break were already out of contention, and they had no chance. It keeps a lot more teams in it for a lot longer time. But I, I think there's got to be a way, and I think you're going to see the, the union and, uh, and Major League Baseball put their heads together and kind of figure out, okay, how can we give an advantage – to the teams that really went through that marathon, 162 yes. games, and deserve to have some sort of advantage in the postseason. Also, I think for me, in a perfect world, there's a lot of games. I think you're going to have a lot of back and forth with the Players Association. 
but I'd love to see more seven-game series. I think in a seven-game series, you get a true winner because you got to go deep. you got to see the, the teams that have a real viable third and fourth starter, whereas in these three-game series, these five-game series, if you've got two horses, you can kind of navigate your way through. So I, I would love to see more seven-game series because I think you get a real true winner out of those seven-game series. But how do you crunch that in with the way it is now? Who knows? I think expansion's coming. I think we're going to be moving to 32 teams in Major League Baseball, which I think makes it pretty pretty obvious what you do. You just add a team to, to each league, and now all of a sudden you go back to east and west and you eliminate that central division. Who knows what they're going to do? But uh, entertainment-wise, uh, as a player, I wouldn't like it because I'm a purist, and I like that 162. I, I like that you have to go through that long marathon and, and may the best team come out on top. As a player, that's what I like. But as an ex-player, as a fan of the game, man, I love the the the, uh, the March Madness kind of atmosphere that this current um, postseason, postseason schedule gives us. So I, I'm kind of torn. Player, ex-player, analyst, fan. <laughs> Brett Boone joining us. Brett, uh, in the MLB wildcard era, only 41% of number one seeds have won the World Series. Uh, in the NFL, 53% of one seeds have won. And in the NBA, two-thirds of number one seeds have won the NBA championship. So you speak to a good point there. You mentioned expansion, Brett. Do you have favorites for two potential expansion spots? What cities are we looking at? I don't know. I think they're looking at Utah. I think they're looking at Las Vegas. Obviously, we're hearing a lot of uh, a lot of grumblings about the, the Oakland A's going to Las Vegas. I personally don't think the A's are going to go to Las Vegas. I think the Oakland A's are going to stay in Oakland. They're going to work something out in the Bay Area. But I do see wow. a team coming to Las Vegas. I think the one thing about putting a Major League Baseball team in Las Vegas, I think there, there's some people that are kind of, oh, should we do that? It's different than other sports. In, in the NFL, you fly in Saturday or you fly in Friday or you fly in Saturday. You play the game, you get in, you get out of town. Baseball's different. It's 162 games. It's city to city. It's four days in each city. And, and baseball, I'm sure, is a little bit reserved on just punching the ticket for Las Vegas to have big league players in that city four days at a time. You know, things could crop up. But I think at the end of the day, the dollar wins out, and I think Las Vegas is going to be a landing spot for uh, a major league franchise. The only other, the only other um, challenge to the Las Vegas angle as far as an expansion team is you're going to get into a humidor situation again, just like in Colorado, because the, the air in Las Vegas, it is light and the ball does fly. So they'll have to have a humidor situation in Las Vegas. But as far as sheer dollars and, and being able to support a big league team, I think they're seeing it with, uh, with the expansion in the NFL. Uh, I think you're going to see one eventually in Las Vegas. I'm here in Utah, too. I'm, I'm here in Utah. So that might be a viable. For a while there, Portland was, was in the mix. I don't think uh, they're a viable candidate right now. And they got to find something to do in Tampa Bay yes. with that Rays team and that, and that Rays stadium. Something's got to happen there. You know, that's, it's a great franchise, I, I think, unmatched with dollars spent. And and what you're getting on your return, I think Tampa Bay is is kind of the it's kind of the north star on how you do it on a limited budget year in and year out. They seem to get the postseason, but they got to be hooked up with a better stadium there. Uh, a lot of questions that that uh, unanswered, but uh, we'll see. But I, I think definitely you're going to see expansion 
in the very near future in the very near future with uh, Major League Baseball. Brett Boone joining us here on the show. Brett, your brother Aaron, Yankees manager, four years younger than you. When was the first time he beat you at anything? Still hasn't. <laughs> Still hasn't. That's, Deadpan. That's answer too. I, I think if you could ask him, he I, I don't think he'd have a comeback for that. No, I'm kidding. Um, four years younger, our childhoods were great because – we were we were at such a different age where you know Aaron would tag along with the older guys and and my my buddies that were four years older than him really liked Aaron liked having him along and we we'd include him as much as we could in all our activities and for the games that were the maybe the kids were too big and a little too physical for Aaron when he was a kid he'd sit on the sidelines and do the announcing he'd be Harry Callis and he'd be announcing the wiffle ball game in the backyard or. Um, Stuff like that. So he fit in really well as a kid. We really never had, and to this day, we're not very competitive with each other. Really? Uh, when it comes to that, no. We, I think on the baseball field, we were. But at the same time, we were just doing a job. It wasn't, uh, oh, I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to put up better numbers than my brother. That was never, it was more of a support system, Aaron and myself. We played together for one year, but for years we were, you know, we were, um, we were on opposite teams. And I really, I always just pulled for Aaron. You know, when, when my team was playing his, I wanted to beat his butt. But outside of that, it was, it was a very, uh, very supportive relationship. We've always been that way. You know, in high school, I, I was a senior. Aaron was in eighth grade. So I left high school. Aaron came to high school. Same with college. I went to, the, to USC. Uh, I signed in 1990. I think Aaron came on the scene at USC in 1992. So we just missed each other all the way through, through our youth. Uh, but really the competitive against one another, it's never really been there. You know, I, I, I like to play games with them early. If you ever get them on and, and ask them about, we used to box when we were kids. And I'd give them the headgear and I'd give him that advantage. And I, I was just looking for a buddy, you know, late at night. It's like, yeah, I got nothing to do. Let's beat up on my little brother a little bit. And I'd toy with him. And he caught me one time uh, when I wasn't really, oh. really, really – uh, you know, aware of it. He caught me pretty good. I beat him up pretty good, got in trouble with mom, gave him the cauliflower ear. But other than that, uh, Aaron and myself had a, had a really, really cool childhood and a lot of great memories still to this day. Uh, we talk on a, on a weekly basis. Sometimes it's about the game. It's about the Yankees. It's, it's, we've got questions for one another, but most of the time it's just how you doing, how's the family doing, the kids, uh, what they're up to and their college bound and, and my daughter's getting married next week. So usually we just have a pretty normal brotherly uh, relationship. Cauliflower ear. It's what's for dinner in the Boone family. Very, inter- you very interesting. You yeah, better very, believe it. You better believe it. Very interesting <laughs> to know. Uh, you you, you uh, touched on it there, Brett. Uh, what do the Yankees need to do to get back on track? Yankees need to get healthy and stay healthy. I think they need some bats in that line. If you got Aaron Judge. Uh, Gene Carlos Stanton, you get, you, we all get to a point in our career where we kind of got to look in the mirror and say, I, I need to do what, what I'm paid to do here. Stanton last year is coming off a sub 200 year. Uh, and Aaron Judge was only the real guy start to finish. That was the bona fide guy. He got hurt. He ran into the fence in LA, had two months off. Um, but really look at it. Rizzo, he, you know, he got concussed. He ended up missing two months had a real rough second half before they decided to, to kind of shut him down. Uh, DJ LeMayhew, is he getting a little bit older? He hasn't been the DJ LeMayhew they expected, especially the DJ LeMayhew of, let's say, 2021. 
that's got to be an improvement. Uh, second base did a good job this year. But other than that, young, young shortstop. He's, I think he's going to be a future really good player, but let's be honest, he hit below 210 this year. There's a lot of things that need to be addressed, I think, especially from a lineup standpoint. When I look at that pitching staff, Garrett Cole, probably going to win the Cy Young. Uh, he was the anchor. He's that number one starter. But then you, you, look, at their, you look at the rest of their staff, and they, and they really didn't, didn't live up to expectation. You go out and you get a Rodon, you spend a, $150 million on a guy that probably had a six or seven ERA when he was healthy this year. Uh, there's just so many questions. I think that bullpen is the one thing that the Yankees have that is a real power bullpen. In today's game, that's important. That's how there's a lot of, lot of uh, finances that are put in bullpens that in years past they don't. So the one thing they don't have to address for me is that bullpen. King, they're talking about Kim King coming out of the bullpen being a starting pitcher. Is that going to work? We'll see. A lot of questions, uh, but, but it just was a matter of staying healthy. You know, they just didn't stay healthy this year. I think the starting rotation, when healthy, top to bottom, pretty formidable and pretty good. Once again, the bullpen good. They really got to address that offense. They got to get some more offense to complement Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge, uh, arguably the best offensive player in baseball. Shohei Otani will have something to say that about that. Maybe Acuna will have something to say about that. Freddie Freeman, Olsen, yeah. But he's right there with the best in the world. You just got to have – he needs some help over there. And, and I noticed this year when he went down and he missed two months, you look around baseball, and, and certain guys, obviously the star players, are always important to their team. But I didn't see anybody more important or, or a, a bigger hole in the offense when Aaron Judge was missing from those New York Yankees uh, lineups when he was down with that injury. So uh, you just got to get some help for him. I'm sure they'll address that. They're starting their plans now, and, and, and everybody's – getting ready for the general manager meeting. So I'm sure they're going to address that. You know, in New York, uh, it's a constant, you're, you're constantly on that, on that stove, on that burner. Constant, what have you done for me lately? You know, because they expect to win year in and year out in New York. So it's going to be an interesting offseason. A lot of moves need to be made. You know, I'll, I'll, I've talked to Aaron about a few things I would do, but uh, <laughs> we'll see what, what, what they decide ultimately. There you go. Odyssey MLB insider Brett Boone, three-time All-Star, four-time Gold Glove Award winner, two-time Silver Slugger Award winner, and the American League RBI leader in 2001. Brett, thoroughly enjoyed the conversation, man. Thanks so much. I appreciate it, guys. Thank you. All right. That was Brett Boone, host of the Brett Boone Podcast and Odyssey Original. Make sure to follow the Brett Boone Podcast on the Odyssey app or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.